0: Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of Pandemic Parenting Sucks, coming to you from the pickup line. Well, I guess the question is, are we still in a pandemic? Is it safe yet? And I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I know we're acting as if there isn't one. I don't know where you guys are, country or state-wise, that listen to me. I know I have a lot of international listeners, and where we are currently in Illinois There are still some mask mandates in effect, uh, specifically at healthcare facilities. So if I'm gonna go to a doctor, then the mask mandate is still in effect. Like when I had my surgery back in July, the mask mandate was still in effect. We did have a pretty unhealthy spike in COVID after school started. And it lasted for almost three weeks and now we're going back down. They just released the bivariant booster shot, which I will get, but I'm not going to get until I have a three-day weekend because the last booster shot kicked my ass up, down, and sideways. And I don't want to mess with that anymore. So I'm going to I'm going to get it. But I'm going to wait until I can take the entire weekend to recover. And I, my, my kids can't have sports on the weekend because I found out I am a perpetual volunteer. I am now the parent facilitator for my daughter's soccer team. So every Saturday I am on the field with her team, getting kids in and out, helping them play soccer, know their positions, you know, cheering them on, just being overall a positive influence. And then on, um, I also volunteered to be my daughter's Cub Scout Den leader because she is a female. And so for the females to participate, they also have to have a female leader. And unfortunately for us, we had an absolutely amazing female leader last year. And her family, unfortunately, got relocated So they moved and they're no longer here, which is really sad because she was absolutely amazing. And I have big shoes to fill. The downfall is though, we have uh, her den has dropped from, when pre-COVID was close to 10. When we first got back from COVID, it was seven. And now this year, there's only three of them. So with going back to three little girls, do we integrate do we become a co-ed den there's only one other den for our rank level and there's 13 of them and having 16 kids in a den is pretty difficult and but having three is also like it's both ends of the spectrum so we haven't figured anything out with that yet but I am a perpetual volunteer. I'm waiting for my background check to be back. I've already done like all the other trainings I need to to be a leader. So I'm just waiting for my background check to come back. And then I'll be official. I have no worries about my background check. I get background checked every year to volunteer at my children's school. So this is nothing new to me. And when I was a coach, I had to do full on fingerprint drug test, everything background check. So, no new, like, it's not new, and I appreciate that they're doing that for all the people, so I'm not complaining about it at all, and I don't have to pay for it. Unlike the other background checks I've done, I don't have to pay for this one to get run, which is great. So, that's where we are. My kids are playing a ton of sports. My junior high, my oldest, my son, he's a 7th grader now, and he has decided that if there's a sport, he will play it. Uh, He is playing rec league soccer, which I'm really glad for. It is the most stable of all his sports. The two other sports he's playing through the school are not great because they have been very inconsistent. And it's not the coach's fault. The coaches have been very good, and he absolutely loves his soccer coach to death. But it's the school's part. It's the district's part. We have... 700 children in our school but apparently we don't have enough to play any sports which boggles my mind I came from a school that the entire school pre-k through 12th grade maybe had 300 kids maybe on a good day my class had 18 children in it the class below me was like a very large class with 22 so it just boggles my mind coming from such a small town that they can't get people to play sports Granted, I played sports I had no interest in playing because they need bodies on the field. I was in several school musicals in which I wasn't allowed to sing because my voice is absolute crap. But they needed bodies on the stage. I could do choreography. You tell me what to do. Give me a beat, to you know, a timed beat. Give me the moves. I can do it. I just can't sing. That's not my forte. But... I did, you know, I did track, I did softball, I did sports I had no interest in because they needed bodies. I don't understand how we can't get bodies, how these kids out of 700 kids and 200 junior high kids, if not more, if we count sixth grade, it's closer to 300 junior high kids have absolutely no interest in playing these sports. Um, The two sports that i am talking about in particular are middle school cross country and middle school soccer now both cross country and soccer because they've been so desperate for children they've been taking all the way down to fifth grade so if you're a fifth grader you can play on these teams my middle child is not a fifth grader yet she will be next year so she could play middle school sports with her brother before he leaves and goes on to high school but for cross country again we're thinking around 300 kids For cross country, they have eight. Four boys, four girls. And for soccer, they have six. And because their numbers are so low, we've had minimized seasons. We've had adjusted schedules. So soccer hasn't even started yet. And by this time last year, we had already played four games. So we had our very first game the last week of August. And we were almost done with our season. We finished October 3rd. This year, we have not... They've had two practices. They have had zero games. The games are supposed to start next week. And there's only going to be three games. And they're not even going to be games. They're going to be scrimmages because of all of our public schools with middle schools, which I think is six of them. They don't have enough to play games. So all of the children that showed interest in soccer are to meet at a field and they're just going to hand out scrimmage jerseys and they're going to scrimmage. And it's kind of sad to think about it, but he will get a semi three week soccer season. And middle school cross country, he is only getting four cross country meets and he's already had two. So they only have four meets, then a sectional in the state. And that's very short. Again, Most of these didn't start till really late, don't have enough kids to play or even fill a field. Uh, Tonight, it's, as I'm sitting in pickup line, pouring down rain. So if you hear the rain, it is raining. And my son is supposed to play band, play in the marching band at a high school football game tonight. And it's raining. (laughs) So I don't know if they, I have not been to this football field before, so I don't know if they have a covered area for band, but I know the band instruments are not cheap and I prefer they not get soaking wet. If his trumpet gets soaking wet, worst case scenario, I will just pull it apart and we will let it air dry. I don't want to risk, you know, um, rusting. Well, brass doesn't rust. So whatever brass does oxidizing because of the water. So we will have to figure that out. And, um, so I don't know if they're going to have, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to have them still play tonight. I don't know what's, what is up with that. I don't know. So we will see how that goes, but he's doing band, cross country, middle school soccer, rec league soccer, and his sisters are doing tumbling and soccer and 4 H. And, and they're all doing 4 H. But in scouts, <laughs> I think we looked at our schedule and we're doing something every single night of the week. Like we don't have a night free. We're doing something every day, every night, but Sundays. And Sundays, we aren't doing anything right now, but we could have 4-H on Sundays. We just, there's a big deal with 4-H and I don't know if you guys have, I don't know if you guys are experiencing the shrinking of teams, shrinking of organizations. We had been members of this particular 4-H group for over four years and I went to sign my children up for it and found out that they had disbanded, which sucks and it sucks pretty bad because It was a very specific type of group. If you're aware of 4-H, they tend to, we don't see a lot of general groups. They tend to focus on something. And the group that we were a part of was very STEM focused. And because it was STEM focused, that's why we wanted to be in it. My son is very into like computers and programming and stuff like that. And they did like science experiments every month when they had their meetings they did 3d printing they did um, robots and everything and they became just a robot competition team so if you wanted to do general projects you could not if you were not a member of the robot competition team you could not be a member of this 4-h troop anymore and my son is still slightly too young most of the robot competition team is in high school and he is a junior high so, we have to find a new four h, and I think I found one there's only one in our area we can do that does general projects because my daughter also does four h and she does visual arts and stuff on on top of my son doing coding and everything so it's it's iffy on what what will be done there what we we get what we can do about it. We just have to go to one meeting a year to qualify for show, and that's really all we need, because we do participate in 4 each programs, just general troop meetings, we would only have to go to one. But we do do, like, if they do STEM nights and stuff, we'll go to a specific STEM night. I think they're making your own candles this month also, so we'd participate in stuff like that, and if they have the theater program again, we would participate in that, so... That's how that is. It's not it's not devastating, but it's kind of sad for my son because he did make friends with the with the other kids on the ro- on the robot team and stuff like that. And they had a lot of older kids in four H, which tends not to happen. Kids tend to age out of four H right around junior high. It becomes less fun. My son likes it for the competition aspect. My daughter likes it because she can show off her visual arts, so that's, that's where we stand on that. I just feel like, ex- I'm happy the extracurriculars have come back, but I'm kind of sad that they're shrinking. The amount of involvement is very slim. Even our rec soccer league canceled their high school rec season because they didn't have enough people to, to participate in it. So, and like his band is shrinking. My son is one of Eight in band and one of four in his particular band class. We had a transition where the band teacher he loved left and went to another school. So there's been a lot of transitions this year. 4-H shutting down, den leader leaving, his band teacher leaving. One of the positives though is my two girls were able to get back into tumbling. And tumbling was huge for my middle child before COVID and I've been searching everywhere for a new place for her to do tumbling because she does not want to do competitive tumbling. She does not want, she doesn't care about stuff like that. She wants to be able to be a cheerleader. Essentially she wants to do floor work. She wants to be able to do like round offs, cartwheels, handstands, backbends, all of that that would be helpful to her. To be a cheerleader. So she wants that kind of tumbling. And we were at a very laid back gym. We were at our local YMCA pre COVID. Very laid back. The teachers were super nice. There was no like hardcore kids just flipping around. There was no pressure that if you didn't succeed, you were a failure and you weren't going to go to the Olympics. There was none of that. And it was fairly cost effective, which was so nice for me. But it shut down when COVID happened and then never started back up. And this is, I've been really disappointed in the why. And that's why I kind of wanted to do an episode about this because it seems to be more than just my local area, or at least I hope it's more than just my local area because it's sad if it's just localized to me. So you guys can like comment or whatever and tell me what's going on in your area, but So the why we did, you know, it it used to have karate, it used to have tumbling, it used to have soccer and basketball and winter sports samplers when the kids were home for the two and a half weeks of winter break. And it'd have summer sports samplers and spring sports, like it would have so many activities for kids. It has nothing. It has swim team and that is it. And... I thought for sure, you know, once we distance ourselves even more and more from COVID, it would come back and it did not. And I was asking them, you know, are you going to bring stuff back? And they tried to bring soccer back last spring, and then they ended up canceling the season before it even started and didn't give anybody, didn't give anybody any notice. And we have two Two places that do rec leagues. We have the local park district and the YMCA. And unfortunately, the YMCA canceled their season after the park district had already shut down and like put kids in teams and stuff. So they couldn't accommodate the kids that had originally signed up for the Y. And then the Y used to do tumbling. They used to do like sport fitness too for kids to do like training and stuff in the off seasons. Uh, agility training and everything so like junior high and high school kids could come in and basically meet with a trainer and work on sport fitness for an hour twice a week that is all gone and as my son was officially into the age that he could take advantage of this and use this it all stopped and we aren't able to do that there's no sports samplers anymore I, and my kids do not play basketball, but they liked basketball in the sports samplers. They liked floor hockey in the sports samplers. They like doing the sports samplers in their off seasons of sports. They're just fun, rec, you know, every time you meet, it was something different. Those are all gone. So we have our rec league soccer that had to cancel their high school rec league which makes me very worried because my son has only one more year of junior high rec league and then he'll be in high school rec league and if they've canceled their high school rec league that wor- that worries me that's worrisome the and but get back to the tumbling the why we're hemming and hawing and they wouldn't just say no we're not having this anymore and I kept asking them, I'm like, are you guys going to bring it back, you know, now that restrictions are lifted and we can, you know, um, they put all the equipment back in one room at the Y. where like, I went there today to exercise and everybody's on top of each other in one equipment room again. They don't have them spread out into the gym. The gyms are open. And so I was like, okay, all of the gyms are open. Are you going to bring back the sports sampler for Christmas break? Because right now is when you'd be signing up for it. And they'd usually shut down, sign up around the middle of October. And they said, no, we're not bringing back the sports sampler. I said, okay, are you going to bring back tumbling? They said, we can't answer that. And then the lady at the desk was super nice. She's like, I cannot tell you, no, but I can tell you we sold all of our equipment. And I was like, okay, I get what you're, you know, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Thank you. And ironically, our local park district picked up tumbling. They just, like, were in the first round of it, and, but it's oddly scheduled, so the girls have tumbling for a month, then they have a month off, and then it's back on, and then it's a month off, then it's back, it's every other month, so, like, we go until October 10th, and then we don't go back until November 21st, which is odd, <laughs> But it's something. It's better than what we did have pre this. And my middle child is picking up right where she left off. She's able to do cartwheels. You know, it didn't even take her 15 minutes there. And she was able to get her cartwheels back on track. She's able to do handstands again. So, yes, she lost two years of tumbling. But, again, she's not doing this competitively she's just doing this to basically be a cheerleader and so she when her friends are doing cartwheels and stuff she can also do cartwheels and so she won't be left out and I was able to start my youngest who just turned five I was able to start her on tumbling and yes you know if it hadn't been for COVID she would have started at age three but because of COVID she's starting at age five and I don't know. I don't think she, you know, she's five. I don't know if she wants to be competitive or not. Who knows? But she, um, she's liking it so far. And it's mainly just, like, somersaults, walking on your tiptoes. They do a little, like, back bends here and stuff like that. So they're able to like, kind of start the motions of a cartwheel. But again, it's nothing huge. The But I just, I can't believe it's like such, the extracurriculars are shrinking so bad. Like pre-COVID, our Cub Scout den was close to 200 kids. I think it was like 188 kids before COVID hit. And then during COVID, my oldest transitioned from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts. But my middle was still in Cub Scouts and we're lucky I just looked at the sign up sheet we'd be lucky to have 40 so going from over you know almost 200 to 40 and I think as parents we kind of got used to not doing anything too and as kids we got used to not doing anything I would not have signed my son up for cross country but he wanted to do it And I'm fine with it. It's through the school. It costs me zero because we don't even need equipment. It is just, it's free. We don't need equipment or anything. So, um, I'm like, cool. The only thing is time. It costs us time, I guess, for practices, time for other, like, going to the meets and watching the meets and stuff. But, I'm fine with it and I didn't push him into it, but I'm also not going to say no as long as it's feasible. So, if it's feasible, I tend to say yes to my kids. If it's not feasible, then I tend not to say. I I tend to try to be like, well, do you really want to do this? But I don't want to say no. And I'm insanely lucky to have my husband's parents really, really active in my kids' lives. So, we play catch the baby a lot, where like, If I can't pick them up, they can pick them up. If I can't be at a game, they can be at a game. And my kids have been blessed with that, which is amazing. But I also know it's rare. And when I was teaching my sociology class, I was talking to my students that because of COVID, there's an entire generation of children who've lost their grandparents. And I believe that... In my heart of hearts, granted, I'm not out there running research. I'm not out there running numbers. But I, I honestly, I think this may have shortened our lifespans. We were getting pretty decent and we had a big bump in our lifespans recently. But I could see the shortening again because honestly, we don't know the effects of long COVID. We don't know if they're going to cause heart problems. What, what does this mean for us? In the long run, yes, I'm getting my booster when I get a chance. And I'm going to have to get my youngest daughter vaccinated now that she was five. I will say our pediatrician told us because when the younger child vaccine came out this summer, because my youngest was so close to turning five, he advised us just to wait. To wait till she turned five and then she could get the... um, vaccine that her siblings got and she could get the vaccine that has been available for almost a year and he felt more strongly about that vaccine and I just took his word for it so I I agreed and we're just waiting till she turned 5. She did turn 5 this past week. Now we're trying to figure out when we want to get her vaccinated because both of her siblings did have a reaction to the vaccine and Myself and my husband both had reactions to the vaccine. He did not have reaction to the first one. He had a very mild reaction to the second, but his booster kicked his butt. And with me, the first one gave me delusions because it was so, um, I had such a high fever. I had a fever of 105 with the first vaccine for a little over 24 hours. I was delusional. I couldn't move. I thought I was going to die. The next vaccine wasn't horrible but I had a headache for a week and then with my booster it kicked my ass. I was on my butt for over a week and it sent me into a rheumatoid arthritis flare that lasted so long I had to get steroids to stop it. So I'm going to wait until I can have a three day weekend and then I'm going to get it probably that Friday morning to give it the most time and hopefully I'll be out of it by the time I have to go back to work on a Tuesday. So fingers crossed. And again, we don't know. My five-year-old goes in for her like five-year checkup on Tuesday and we'll talk to her doctor then. And he said we could get her vaccine there, but, um, we'll see if we're going to get it that day or if he wants us to wait and get it later on, like towards the weekend, so she can have time to recover. We'll figure that out. But yeah, today's episode, I just want to talk about like the shrinking of extracurricular activities. Not even that's available, but just kids participating in it. Only seeing a couple kids sign up for a sport in which 300 of them are eligible to do. Um, And things that were pre-COVID full and would max out. And you'd have to sign up as soon as they opened. We noticed this this summer with swim lessons too. It used to be like if you didn't sign up in the first 24 hours they posted the swim lessons. You were not getting into the swim lessons. And this is through the park district again. And it was like $28 for a month. And it was twice a week. For an hour essentially twice a week for a month $28. And if you didn't get in... Right then, that first day it's posted, you just weren't going to be able to get swim lessons. We would go to swim lessons, and my youngest had one other kid in her class the second time around, because they run July and June. The first time around, she had four, which was insanely small. The second time around, she had her and another child. And the other child was very spotty in attendance, so a lot of times she had personal private swim lessons. That's the same with my middle child, my oh, my oldest daughter. My son did not do swim lessons. The rule in our house is if you can pass the Boy Scout swim test, you don't have to do swim lessons anymore. You just have to be able to save yourself. Uh, I don't even care if you can save others. You just need to be able to save yourself. And she passed the Boy Scout swim test this summer, so it's going to be up to her if she wants to take swim lessons next year. But she went through three different levels this summer because she essentially had private swim lessons. She went from a v- beginner to like swimmer because she had f- private lessons that were so small of a class they were able to spend so much attention that by the end of the summer she was actually diving in the water and she was doing a really good job. But... Yeah, we're benefiting from it, but I'm worried that they're not going to have it next year because there's just so few kids signed up for it. So it's six to one on that. And I just, I'm sad for the kids not participating. Is it not, you know, are they not participating because they don't have rides? Are they not participating because they can't afford the sports equipment? Yeah, cross country's free, but you still need shoes to run with. And then soccer is free at the school, but you still need shin guards and cleats and a soccer ball. So maybe that's it. I just, I don't know, but I hope it changes for my children so they can at least have people to participate. And I don't want them to lose the sports due to lack of participation. But thank you for listening to this episode. And I'm trying hard to do one a month. It's rough the past couple weeks have been rough. I'm just waiting for us all to get hit with something that's going to take us out. Um, And I'm not even worried that much about COVID. Strep throat is going around hard at my kids' school right now, and I really don't want strep throat. But I usually get that and bronchitis every fall slash winter because a child brings it to me or one of my students brings it to me. So uh, we'll see. But have a wonderful rest of September, and you'll hear back from me in October.